So, guys, how's it going with everybody? Welcome to the pre-show. Pre-show. Um, yeah. What's everybody been up to? John, we'll start with you. Um, nothing much. Just work. Uh, I beat Persona 5 Royal a couple weeks ago. So that is like a huge weight off my shoulders. I've been playing through Psychonauts lately, so. Okay. Tessa, what about you? What have you been playing? Um, I hate saying this, but Overwatch. <laughs> I've been playing a lot of Overwatch. I made a new account, and now I'm Diamond and Healing, so I'm very excited for that. <laughs> okay. As a person who knows nothing about Overwatch, I'm just going <laughs> to keep Don't. on going. I wouldn't even get into it. It's uh, a little addicting when you finally do. Okay. I used to hate it. Hmm. Sounds like most of the stuff that I do. Um, well, in the sense of video games. Um, my uh, <laughs> nephew has uh, forced me to play um, Fortnite with him. And I can't put it down anymore. Before, I used to hate it with a passion. I still do. But now I it's wish just... I could figure out how to get into Fortnite. Because I don't want to hate it. But every time I play it, I don't feel excited to play more oh well i i hate it just because of the building like it's just so annoying and it yeah that's what also gets me yeah my um, anxiety doesn't like it yeah knowing either. an entire island of people is trying to kill me i don't handle it well i just hide and watch everyone kill my mm-hmm. team. well that's also a good strategy that helps um ryan what you been up to uh, let's see here. Well, I've been playing Avengers just like you, Ruben. Yeah. Um, beat the story in that. Wow. And, uh, then I've actually, because of the, uh, Nintendo Direct we're about to talk about, I've been playing some Mario Maker, because I'm just really in the Mario mood. Okay. Um, I had to put Mario Maker down when it first came out, because I almost broke my Switch controllers. <laughs> The joke on it. <laughs> it uh, I think it was a Dan Riker level that just pissed me the fuck off, and I couldn't. That sounds it. about right. Of course. Yeah. Um. All right. So should we just get into it, or did anybody want to bring up something to discuss other than what we're about to discuss? No. Okay. Um. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Okay. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Penultimate Conquest podcast, where we talk about everything to do with the video games industry. I'm your host, Ruben, and today's co-hosts are John. Good morning, everybody. Tessa. Hey, how's it going? And Ryan. Hey, hey. Which it seems like Ryan's been a staple of all of our episodes so far, (laughs) which is fine. Um, today we are talking about Super Mario and the 35th anniversary extravaganza that Nintendo just decided to throw out into the internet. Um, should we start talking about, do you want to do this in order or did we want to just talk about the biggest topic, which is 3D All-Stars? I say we go in order. There's some fun stuff to talk about in there. Okay. Yeah. All right, let's do this in order then. Um, 
the first one I believe was ooh, uh, Super Mario Thirty Five, if I recall. Three uh, D World. Was, was it oh, the game, was it the Game and Watch, the Mario Game and Watch? It was the. Was that's that what I, no, no, yeah, it was. It's not a Game and Watch. Three D yeah. World. Oh, was it Mart? Oh God, I don't even remember. We're just gonna we're gonna talk about whatever in any order. It doesn't matter anymore. Um, let's start off with 3D World with Bowser's uh-huh. Fury, which I'm excited for because I love 3D World. Oddly enough, John, what do you think about this? So I went from like a 15% to a 100% interest when I found out that there's actually online co-op. Because the original 3D World, um, my brother got it for his Wii U, and I would play it with him and my little sister, who was like 7 or 8 at the time, and now she's in high school. Um, So we could actually play together and relive those good memories. She loved playing as Rosalina. She made me beat the game when I told her that after you beat the game, you can play as Rosalina. And she was like, I want to play as Rosalina right now. Beat it. Beat it right now. so the fact that it actually has online play, co-op play, makes this more interesting to me than just going through this single player all over again. I wish we learned a little bit more about what Bowser's Fury was, other than maybe it's a new campaign or something. They can deal. See. Yeah. Just a two-hour it, it, it looks like a new, like 3D world map, sort of like super, like the world map you travel to between levels in the main game so yeah mm-hmm. we'll see um i'm sure they'll come it's supposed to come out in march right february 21st 2021 oh. that's pretty far i guess we'll get some more info between hopefully we get some more info between now and then i feel like i'll be still sometimes... be cyberpunk by that time i know sometimes then Nintendo loves dropping like a surprise late December direct to be like, here's what you're learning about the first three months of next year. So we might learn about it then or get a 3D World specific direct. Tessa, I know you said that you are um, an expert in uh, Super Mario 64, but do you have any thoughts on this? Um, Honestly, I've not really played it. Um... Watching the video though that they showed, I am very excited to try it. Um, I'm curious about the cat costumes, not gonna lie. <laughs> I think everybody is. <laughs> why cat costumes? But um, you know, why they use not, raccoons already. <laughs> but yeah, I don't have much to say about it. I'm very intrigued about it. It looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, but yeah. Okay. Cool. Ryan. What did you think? Starting out this director, if this was the one that started it, that, that, that's a good hype moment for me right there. I've been wanting this game on the Switch since the Switch's launch. Because it's just oh. an under... All Wii U games just should be ported over because the Wii U was the worst console with such good games. And the Switch is such a good console. <laughs> I, I'm excited for it. I I put I 100% of that game completely when it came out. I have great memories playing it with friends. I'm excited to go through it again. More levels? Hell yeah. 
Bowser's fan is. Yeah, right? Um, mm-hmm. I think that this, like you said, will uh, most likely will do well in sales just because Switch, pretty much everybody has a Switch and people who don't have a Switch currently are in the process of looking for one since they're still sold out pretty much everywhere. Um, I am excited for this. Uh, like I said, just because I remember playing, oh no, it wasn't, was 3D World, no, it, 3D World wasn't for the 3DS, was it? That is no, 3D Land. Land. Oh, 3D Land. 3D to Land is the one that I had. I didn't have a Wii U, so I played 3D Land. But I'm pretty sure like they're more or less the same, right? Uh, yeah, they have pretty close. similar level design. 3D okay. World adds the four-player co-op, which is like a big deal. And yeah. there's also a touchscreen component to it that they didn't show off in the video. So I have a that, feeling I'm interested to see how they do that. They'll probably pull, mm-hmm. well, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure they'll probably pull it. Um, so actually, the first thing that started off was the Mr. Game and Watch. Super Mario Brothers thing, which was very weird. I was not expecting this at all. Um, but it looks cool. You can play Super Mario 2. The real Super Mario 2. Yeah. Also in America's Super Mario Lost Levels. Yeah. No, sorry. Wait. This says you could play Super Mario Brothers 1 and 2, I guess. But yes. Um, this was like really weird. I don't know why they did this, but I guess it's a cool thing to do. Um, I don't know why. I'm not gonna pick this up. John, what did you think about this? No, uh, announced the. Sorry, when Nintendo announced the NES Classic and it sold out like instantly, they were like, "Oh, we didn't know so many people were gonna buy this. We thought this was like a specifically a collector's item." Yeah. This is what they thought it would sell. It was a one-time run for like a bunch of people who were like, I want to own everything, Nintendo will buy it, and that's it. Um, I don't think they're expecting to sell SNES or NES Classic numbers with this. I think just certain hardcore people are going to want it, um, yeah. are going to pick it up, and that's it. It's going to be a really expensive collector's item in a couple of years, and that's it. Yeah, pretty much. Tessa, any thoughts on this? I fully agree with that. I think it's just kind of going to appeal to very certain people. Um, mm. But it's not going to be something widespread, I don't think. Okay. Um, I don't know, though. I'm also the person that got the NES Classic and then got it, did not enjoy playing it, really, and then sold it right back. So <laughs> I might not be the best person for input on that. But, yeah. Okay. Ryan. What did you think? So I am the the hardcore Nintendo fan, as you can see by the complete collection of Amiibos right behind me, that will wait outside the GameStop the day this launches to make sure I get one, just for the novelty of owning it, because it's something Nintendo, and I, I have been forced by law to buy that. Uh, I have this NES Classic, the so... I even have the, uh, they made a original Game & Watch for my Nintendo Club years ago, and I got that. So I'm excited for this. This is just another okay. thing that I'm just like, this is just a cool Nintendo thing to just have on the shelf as a conversation piece. I don't know about conversation piece, but it'll be 
pretty cool to have on the shelf, I think. Did oh, they say yeah, how much? I'll put it on my coffee table. I'm guessing it's going to be Is 75 this, yeah. bucks. That's my 75 guess. 75 bucks. I, I think um, Wario64 was talking about pre order. Um, uh, what are they called? Like placeholder entries, and they were saying forty nine ninety nine for it. Right. That's it's fine. not that bad. Could be worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the thing that's interesting is it's a full like color LCD mm-hmm. screen as opposed to like the light. original Game and Watch. Yeah. So very interesting. <clears throat> the next it one has, it up was and, uh, original Game and Watch. It has a D pad, so you can play Mario because oh, original yeah. Game and Watchers uh, didn't. Interesting. Um, the next one up was the Super Mario 35, which surprised the shit out of me. I wasn't expecting this to be a, a revealed at all. Um, pretty much Tetris Effect. No, not Tetris Effect. Tetris Effect. Tetris 99. I don't know why. It's VR. 99. Yeah. <laughs> Mario VR. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I was just playing it recently. It's only. Uh, the, Tetris 99 with 35 people, and I was very confused as to how that was going to work, but I'm pretty sure they ironed out the kinks. Uh, John, what did you think of this? So, a little backstory. Back when Fall Guys was getting really big, my brother and I were like, this is a Battle Royale platformer. Why hasn't Nintendo done this? And we had this idea of Super Mario 128, where it's like a 3D Mario game where you're running through like, uh, Bob on Battlefield with 128 Marios. Um, and sure enough, they come up with this, which is Mario 35, which is the original Mario levels and 35 players. I think it's a really cool, fun idea. Uh, I was sold on this game, and then I looked and saw the fine print where they were like, oh, by the way, we're taking it out in March 2021. Yep. And I don't know why. Stupid. I don't know why either. I was just going to mention that, that it was going to be only up until March, which... I find it to be completely stupid. But, hey, it is what it is. Um, that is a very interesting idea, which you just threw out there. 128 Marios just getting to the goal. I would really, really like that. However, I think with Nintendo's internet structure and the way... Oh, it yeah. Was, yeah, it would immediately we'll crash every day. 35 for a reason. <laughs> yeah. But, like, yeah, even with... 35 i think if they did what john was like explaining i think that would be too much for their internet structure yeah no um, that, that was just fall guys ideas yeah but very interesting i would like to see that happen eventually one day but probably won't um even if it was like a super probably. smash like extra you know like dlc i guess oh yeah would be nice um, Tessa, what did you think of Super Mario 35? So we um, actually briefly talked about how um, certain games mess with my anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely them? feel like that would be one of them. Um, I don't know what it is. Certain things just don't appeal to me just because I do get very anxious very easily playing games, which is... Mm-hmm. You know, weird to think about because I have started playing a lot more online games lately. But anything like Battle Royale style or anything like that usually freaks me out. 
so far, the only exception has been Fall Guys, and I think it's just because it's so funny when you die, I can't be mad at it happening or even upset. Yeah. Like, it's just hilarious to watch. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, they make, my... like, this little squishy noise yeah, when you that, bump like, into each other. Noise, and now I can't unsee the video of the person who put human screams over That's Fall so Guys. That's so good. You know, I still have I... yet to watch it. I haven't, oh, you should. It's really good. Um, yeah, sent it in the group. You can, you can learn that. all about Gary. It's pretty great. Gary. Um, yes, um, okay. one of the fall guys. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I'm i very mixed on this. I'm not going to know how I feel about it until I play it. It's just one of those. I'm not going to know if it's for me until then. Well, you brought up fall guys, so now I have to ask, how many wins do you have? Oh, I have none. Oh, I haven't played a ton. Um, okay. You know, Overwatch, three accounts. Obviously, yeah. I'm going to be playing that mostly. Jesus, three accounts. <laughs> you sound like me two years ago. I understand the pain. It's really funny because I'll uh, join on my newest account. And they're like, is this a Smurf? And I'm like, no, it, it isn't because my other one that I've had for four years is stuck really hard in gold. But um, I have proven that Overwatch's system is ridiculous and impossible to climb out of, really, if you sit in it too long. That's good to know. The second I did my placements and it put me in diamond, I'm like, vindication! I don't suck! But anyway. That's when you stop playing, because you're like, what if I fall? No. No, you just keep playing, and if you fall below a certain level, you just stop for a little bit and then go back to it. Or if you have two losses back to back, just walk away. <laughs> but yeah. Seems like you got a system. Yeah. But anyway, I got sidetracked off it's to okay. Overwatch, so <laughs> that's all right. Ryan, what did you think of Super Mario Thirty Five? So the interesting thing about Super Mario Thirty Five is that a group of guys already made a mod like this that um, was a thing. And then Nintendo took this down like about six months ago. It's out of the blue. Nintendo will randomly take down fan stuff and then make it into their own thing if they're working on that. So they took down a guy's um, ROM hack version of this. Basically same idea, just except everybody's running on the same course. And now they have this. I do think it's weird that it's leaving in May, March 31st. I think that is yeah. odd. I wonder if they have plans for it to like come back seasonally, which would be interesting. Yeah. Have a set of seasonal games for Nintendo. I think the idea of it looks really fun. I really like the idea of when you take down an enemy, it gets sent to another player's game. I was wondering how they're going to balance. How do we take people out? Because there's a lot of us who could blindly run for the first Mario game without thinking at all. Not get touched once. Yeah. Yeah, it is just muscle memory at that point. So we're adding random enemies and I think it'll be really fun. But okay. I think it's just odd that it's leaving. That's just the biggest thing I think we need to take away from it. Listen, I've learned that when it comes to Nintendo, literally they can do anything. And would I be surprised? Yeah, but that's just how Nintendo rose. That's that's yeah. how they play the game. 
Um, yep. The next one uh, that came up, which I was very excited for, was Mario Kart Live Home Circuit. Which I was excited for, and then I found out that it's only going to be Mario and Luigi. as uh, That's the only two that they're making. And kind of got a little depressed, because Toad is my favorite character. would have liked the Toad. But it is what it is. John, what did you think of this? I know that feeling, because I only play Yoshi, and they're not making a Yoshi one, which feels criminal. But I think the worst part is... They're not making a Peach one either, so I'm hoping that they release later versions, and maybe it's just that they can't imagine someone buying the first one as not Mario or not Luigi, Yeah. Um, because also, like, you don't need four sets of race parts, That's unless you're making, like, a giant, ridiculous racetrack. Um, so hopefully these things are coming in at $100 a pop. Um because they have Bluetooth webcams that stream video to your Switch. I'm hoping that they release some without the race parts for when you just want to buy, like... Because I, I grew up in a big family. I had three brothers and a sister later on. So everything my parents got, they had to get four and later five of them. Um, and we would have been very annoyed if our options were like, do you want to do Mario and Luigi and trade off, or do you want two Marios and two Luigis? That doesn't sound fun. I was wondering, does this also come with like the racetrack parts? Yeah, the racetrack parts are included in the package. They didn't say uh, whether or not like every single box comes with them, though, because you would want to sell like at least L- Luigi and other kinds probably without them if you want yeah. more than. Because exactly. show, they showed more than two racers, right? I think so, but I'm not really sure. Uh, let's see. It looked like it was, but n- not really. Oh, okay. It was just Luigi and Mario. I mean, to me, classic Mario Kart is four players on the same yeah, racetrack. So. right? Exactly. Yeah. I thought that was just me. Um, well, it looks like there's more like CPUs. On the the uh, racetrack, which is also interesting. Weird. Yeah, I don't know how that's. I don't know how that's gonna work. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, it was f- very weird. I was not expecting this either at all. But I am very excited for this, even though it's no Toad. You know, it's kind of upsetting. So. Mm-hmm. Tessa, what did you think of this? Um, so I haven't said this in quite a long time, so I might be butchering the pronunciation, but it kind of reminded me of whenever they announced uh, Nintendo Labo? Labo? Labo. Labo. Okay. Um, it's something that did not appeal to me at all when that came out, but I can definitely understand the demographics, and of course I enjoyed the jokes of having to use the Wii U boxes for something. Um, but I think this is just one of those things that's going to have a very certain demographic. I see it appealing more to like the imagination side, especially for kids, stuff like that. Um, that, you know, mystic kind of like, how did they get from here to there? Like, I don't understand. Um, and it kind of has that creation aspect, not to the same extent, of course, but, um, 
I don't know. It's just one of those things that I think it's going to do well with the people who are interested. Like I can see certain types investing way more money in this than me who, you know, say they do release more characters. Say you do get Peach or you do get Toad. I I don't see myself wanting to spend, you know, $100. Like, is that, that the price point? $100? Yeah, That's the price for one of them. Yeah, like, I wouldn't want to spend, you know, almost the price of a console trying to collect all the characters that I like to race personally. Um, but, like I said, I can see people investing a lot of money in this. Just gonna go the shot that you threw at me. Um about uh being childish but that's okay uh right <laughs> didn't say you were childish. no no i know i know i'm just messing with you <laughs> ryan what did you think of this i love it i think it's really fun i think it's a really fun idea i think it's gonna be something fun to pull out when the whole family's over like you have the grand yeah. grandkids the the whole family's there it's going to be a fun thing for that i think the reason they have not announced more racers is they want to see how this sells yeah. This sells like Labo and stuff did, where then they can put out more sets, which they did later. Oh, I definitely see Peach, Yoshi, Wario, Donkey Kong all coming out as different racers. Maybe not out track parts, and I say they probably sound like 75, take out the track part. Yeah. And have them that way. But I think they're just waiting to see how this sells. If this sells Gangbusters, oh. which. I'm going to guess it probably will. I can see this being the biggest Christmas toy of the year. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I think there'll be. I think next year we'll be seeing more characters. Let's hope. Let's. Really I don't know. Hope. What if they disconnect it by March 2021 and just remove the app from the store? Well, I mean, <laughs> would it surprise me? No, because Nintendo, like I said, anything yeah. Nintendo does. Uh, they have a reason for it, even if it doesn't make any sense. Um, I just turn off my Switch that day. <laughs> no more online play for me. <laughs> Such a weird thing. Very weird. Um, the next thing that they brought out was uh, Mario Kart Tour, but we're not really... Nobody really cares. I, I have one thing to say about it, and it's not okay. actually about Mario Kart Tour. Okay. I hope that... Either they're making the next Switch Switch 2 Mario Kart or a new Mario Kart for Switch because I keep seeing this character is announced for Mario Kart Tour. tour. Oh, but wait, that's the mobile game. I want Dr. Wario in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe or so, like, some of the weird characters they've been bringing into this game. I don't know. I hope that they're looking at these reactions and bringing them into the main game at some point. Well, I mean, that's when they just sell you the same game over again. It'll be Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Deluxe with all those characters. And they'll charge you I'd, $65. I'd pay for it because I some of the characters have been really cool. Okay. All right. Even if, it, well, let's say if they ask you, hey, you want Dr. Mario's? Uh, give me 65 bucks for it. Will you buy it? Not that much. Okay. <laughs> You got me scared there for a second. I thought you were going to say yes. Um, the next one was no. uh, uh, Super Mario Maker, like, I guess, new levels or like new level design, which was very weird. I thought they got rid of, I thought they just finished with Super Mario Maker 2. 
Ryan, what did you have to say? Uh, so what they're doing is they're having like people like Dan Riker, uh, Ross O'Donovan, those kind of guys who got really big off doing Mario Maker as like let's uh, as Twitch streamers and stuff. Like specially yeah. designed uh, Mario Thirty Five like history levels for it. Ah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, so that's kind of what they're doing for it. So I think it's going to be fun. I think it's a good way to regenerate that game and add it to this year of Mario we're doing now. Definitely. Something. I feel weird about Mario Maker 2 is that in Super Mario Maker 1 they had this weird f- campaign of free bonus characters that they would add in, and they were weird picks. Like, the Baby Metal Idol Metal Group was appeared as, like, a character that would you could download for free, and, like, the anime character Squid Girl and a Mercedes are... Um, and they haven't brought any of these back or, like, done anything similar, and... I don't know why, but I want some of those. Just because they're done with it. They got nothing else to... They should have... What they should have done was just put in 3D World stuff. Yeah. I mean, they should have had all of this stuff left over when they brought it back in on the Switch anyway, because... Yeah. Just would have made sense. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, The next thing was Animal Crossing Super Mario crossover. Does anybody have anything to say about this? What a weird crossover. Is it though? (laughs) Is it me? I don't know. Why? Why would why do you think that? Because I feel like it's their most popular game this year with their most popular iconic character. Just because two things are really popular doesn't mean they belong together. So here's (laughs) the thing that frustrates me about this. Uh, I haven't played Animal Crossing, but I've seen people talk about it a lot. Um, normally, this stuff is just in the game at, when you start it. Like, you'll just randomly find Mario items, and people have been suspicious about why aren't there any Mario or Nintendo items. So I guess they're saving them to re- release them through free updates um, for special occasions like this. Because uh, they're normally there's stuff like that. I... I haven't seen too much too much stuff about Splatoon, and the same Splatoon uh, Splatoon is the development team for Animal Crossing: uh, New Horizons. So it's weird that they haven't referenced that either. Hmm. Okay, Ryan, any thoughts on this? Uh, I have the same thing as him. My entire uh, New Leaf house was entirely Mario and. Um, a Nintendo theme, like I had Samus's helmet, I had a Metroid, a uh, an All Wing from Star Fox, and if you even go back to the GameCube era, you could play NES games in your house. You could like get them for your house. That's just something they've taken away over the years. So having Nintendo items in it has always been a thing. I, I'm hmm. glad they're coming. I think waiting till March twentieth so we can. Have them and then lose some games, I think, is an interesting pick. I think that's something they could have added now or later, like in this season, because Animal Crossing is getting stale at this point. There hasn't been a fun expansion since being able to dive. Halloween's coming up, so hopefully they do something fun for that. We should probably be getting an Animal Crossing like video in the next like two weeks. So it'll be interesting. Oh, we'll see. Uh, I I've stopped playing Animal Crossing ever since I spent like a million bells 
on the stock market and that was the fateful day that uh their servers went down and it was the last day for me to get rid of it and oh. was, yeah and that was the Stress. 08 crash yeah so i just got upset about it and just stopped playing it um the next one that they announced was super mario all-stars for nintendo switch online which was very weird. I don't know why they didn't sell this off as a $30 game on the store eShop. I I have expected them to, but the way I my my brain is thinking is they want to get uh no, actually Imran Khan pointed this out and this is around the time when people's online subscriptions uh either auto renew or if you just paid for a single subscription. They only yeah. renew, they stop renewing, so it's probably for that. Um, it's fine. Uh, I I'm saying subscribe. I'm, I've been playing through Mario Brothers one through it. It's pretty fun. Is it NES NES controllers, or is it the which ones? I mean, SNES controllers. Yeah, because these are the NES games remade for the Super Nintendo. Yeah, I would so say, are. also, this announcement would have been like 30% as exciting if they announced that they were coming in a month or in a couple of weeks. It's The only reason why it was so perfect is because they were like, you can play them right, right now. now. And as I was watching it, like, because uh, Game Explain was streaming before it dropped because they were like, yeah. we think that Mario's Direct is going to drop, and then it dropped as they were streaming. Yeah. So while I was watching the video, I downloaded it to my Switch. Um, instantly, so they were prepared for that. Say right now, best 2D platformer is Super Mario Brothers 3. I'm more of a world guy, but I've never beaten Super Mario 3, so we shall see. It's really good. Ryan, is that a hot take or no? Uh, it's not not as hard as your usual takes. Okay. Like right. this is this is like on the <laughs> scoba. Like this is like a jalapeno. Usually you're like ghost pepper. Okay. All right. I'll take that. All <laughs> right. Good. Um, they also announced uh the lost levels with this, which was interesting because I don't think it came out with the regular All Stars. It did actually. It was the first American release of Super Mario Brothers two. Okay. Alright. Cool. Uh the next one was uh let's see. Super Mario 3D All Stars. Oh, I which, think it's the big kahuna next. Yeah. <laughs> Started off with Super Mario 64, which was excited at first and then kind of disappointed. That um Do you guys Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Do you guys remember the, I think it was 2014 Final Fantasy VII on PS4 announcement? Yeah. Where they show clips from the game, and I was like, they're going to do it. They're going to do it. And they're like, no, it's just Final Fantasy VII for the PS1 on PS4. That's it. That's it. This was that. I was like, yeah. oh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to go widescreen, and then everything's going to get prettier. And then Nintendo was like, no, that's that's it. Be, be happy it's here. But they took down the guys that were doing the 4k super mario 64 which made me think like oh it's gonna happen pretty soon and now it's just very upsetting the the worst thing they did was they put 
Peach's castle from Mario 64 in Odyssey, in Odyssey's style and quality of graphics, and my, my brain immediately went, they better be making, if they're bringing Mario 64 to Switch, it better be a remake using the Odyssey engine, because if they don't, people are going to be pissed. And people are pissed. <laughs> and that's, yeah. that's Nintendo's fault. They made us think that. They put that seed in our heads. They incepted this, us. This is true. And quite frankly, I'm a, a little upsetting, but, you know, still, I pre-ordered it. I made sure to get this. Well, because, again, I was like, I'm kind of annoyed. I'll get it eventually at some point. And then they were like, if you don't buy it by March 2021, yeah. it will be yeah. out. And they're like, no, no, we don't mean the physical version will be unavailable. We are going to turn off, turn it off the digital store, and you can't buy it anymore. And that pisses me off. I, um, I just wanted to say one thing about this. Okay. I have grown slightly frustrated with the annoyed reactions to this. Um, okay. There's a reason for that. Um, if you say you still have one, right? I had one about five years ago, Nintendo 64. You pull that sucker out. You put in Super Mario 64. At the end of the day, it's not something that needs these high, you know, um, high, highly defined, amazing graphics because it's a game that's based in a cartoon world. It doesn't have to be realistic. It doesn't have to be this, like, smooth, clean finish. Um, it is a game that still holds up really well. Um, it's yeah. not the worst thing to look at. It never has been. I know it's a little, you know, boxier than it could be. <laughs> but at the same time, it's kind of part of the charm for me. Um, like, it was really weird. Like, I'll be very honest. I took a break from a lot of Mario games. Um, one of the last ones I played through was 64. And then I think I was actually talking to you about this Um comparing 64 to whenever I was playing Odyssey, which I was super excited for. It didn't just feel off. It looked off to me. And I know that's weird to say because Odyssey, hands down, has the better graphics. But I think part of that charm of Mario is that kind of, you know, classic finish to it. Um, yep. And I don't think it has to be something that's, you know, amazingly... Re redone, reworked. It doesn't have to have this huge overhaul. It still holds up on its own. Which is very true, but like, just imagine it, you know? I have it on my 4K screen, and I could just see, like, oh shit, that's Chain Chomp in the background. Like, crisp as can possibly be. I'm not saying we hey, deserve it. Um... I just really want it, you know? No, that's fair. I get that. Sorry, I just wanted to get that out there because I actually yeah. heard people at work talking about it. Um, I don't know. It's just frustrating. Um, but yeah. So I'm I'm fine with this. This is honestly something I kind of expected Nintendo to do. My big thing is that Nintendo laid their grave by seeding that idea by showing us, hey, at the very end of Mario Odyssey, here's the original N64 Peach's Castle and studying 1080p high definition glory the way you remember it um with but you can't go inside because they didn't build the entirety of mario 64 that's ridiculous um i i i think by doing that you're setting yourself you're setting up un, uh impossible expectations for certain types of people 
Um, but at the other end, 90% of people who are going to buy this collection don't know we're talking about this. They're just going to go to the store next in two weeks and see Mario 64, Galaxy, and Sunshine on the shelves. And they're going to be like, I remember playing Sunshine 64 when I was a kid. I'm going to pick this up and get it. Um, they're also probably going to get really mad if they see it and they're like, not now, I'll get it later. And then they walk in on March and they're all gone. And they're like, oh, nobody told me it was going to go away because Mar uh, Nintendo's not good at uh, passing that knowledge down to regular people. But I, I mean... Oops, sorry. No, go ahead. Then they come um, to my eBay shop. No, I was just going to say, I keep seeing people mention the possibility of maybe once they take it off as a package, they'll just release them individually instead for like $35 per game. Um, because that could also work out well with people who don't necessarily want all three. Like maybe they just want Sunshine and they want 64. They don't want all three and they don't want to have to spend 60, you know, on three games they don't want or, or two games they don't want. They just want the one. So I don't know. I think it'd be interesting if that's what they end up doing, especially, you know, using this to like kind of test to see. But yeah, I just don't see them releasing something that popular and something that someone has been looking forward to for so long and actually truly taking it away from them as an option to buy in the future. Like why go through the trouble of even making it a possibility? The thing, that's what Nintendo does. It's, it's my favorite part with, of them. <laughs> yeah, like they did that with the SNES Classic. No, sorry, with the NES Classic. They did uh, that with the the 3DS um, Ambassador program. They put like 10 or 12 GBA games on the Nintendo 3DS, and only people who bought a 3DS when it was $250 could access them. And my dumb brain was like, Surely they have a plan to bring GBA games to the 3DS digitally on their eShop, and they never did. If you have a 3DS with a Game Boy Advance game on it, that thing is worth probably thousands of dollars to me if I had that much money to throw around. But I don't. I'm poor. Me looking over at my stack of five 3DSs, knowing one of them has it. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I'm a whale for Nintendo, what can I say? <laughs> it's okay, it's all right. I was I, I've been there, um, yeah. But I I don't I can see why people get mad. But uh, again, this is one of the things that Nintendo does best. They'll sell you the same game literally over and over again, and people will pay the sixty-five dollar price point. <clears throat> but yeah, um, Super Mario Sunshine was the next thing that they showed off. Before we and get into God Sunshine, though. Yeah. I want to just get my piece on the whole 64 debacle. That's right. Because I 100% agree with... Um, <clears throat> sorry, I can't... I, space your name. I keep seeing Eric, and I'm like, it's not Eric, but... <laughs> Tessa. Tessa, thank you. I'm sorry about that. No problem. You're uh, good. I 100% agree with you. I think it's weird that people are getting this angry over it. I want the nostalgia yeah. factor. I think the game looks fantastic as is. It's cool that I can run around it in Mario Odyssey, but when I want to see Mario move up in graphics or ideals and stuff, I want a brand new game. I want my next Sunshine. I want my next Galaxy, my next that kind of deal for those generational leaps in graphics and quality in Mario games. I don't want to replay 
64 like I do Final Fantasy in a brand new world because I imagine played Final Fantasy 7 as a kid. I imagine it the way it looks now. Yeah. Mario 64, I just see still as Mario 64 from when I was a kid too now. Yeah, you can you can visually imagine jumping on the tops of those mushrooms in the cliff world or throwing the penguin off the cliff in the ice world. I'm going to keep going back to that penguin that we all threw off the cliff. That. We all did that. I know for a fact. Every single one of the oh, I stood penguin. Yep. Yeah. I still think my favorite meme is the we all did this as children, and it just shows him chucking it off the cliff. It's true. I I was the sucker that threw it off the cliff, then talked to the mom penguin, and I was like, I just gotta restart the level. Oops. Yeah. Or you and get your star yeet. and then you throw it off. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But no, I, on my first playthrough, I just threw off, off both penguins. Because there's also, there's like the one that you find on the roof. And then there's yeah. the one right by her. And she's like, get this out of here. That's it's, not my penguin, baby. It's especially bad whenever you take her penguin from her. Because she chases you as <laughs> you're running to the cliff to throw it off. I remember that. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> Now, um, so, that brought it brought up an interesting thought that I just remembered. They remade this game for, I believe it was the DS, and added yeah, so four-player co-op. I actually, the majority of Mario 64 I played was the DS version. I did not, I played like the first one, the original, at friends' houses, but I beat it on the 64 version. Yeah. It's just like, why not just port that one over? Yeah, and so you'd have to do some tweaks because in that one, Yoshi is the main character for like three hours. And Yoshi has to rescue Luigi, Wario, and then Mario. And then you can play as Mario. It's the way how you get the character. On top of that. Yeah, and certain some of the power-ups that Mario can do, like Metal Mario or Invisible Mario... Um, you can only get those as you have to put on a Wario cap to look like Wario and then get that power because they're limited to the specific characters. Um, then there were also some other weird changes. There were a bunch of bonus stars as well. Certain things, like there's a dinosaur you see in one of the 64 levels. Mm -hmm. In the original 64 level, it looks like what you could do to make a dinosaur look realistic in 1996. And in the DS version, it looks like a Mario-style dinosaur with, like, weird goggles and, like, googly eyes and a happy face. Um, and Bowser is similar, where he looks like um, Mario, Super Smash Brothers melee Bowser at that point, as opposed to the weird blocky thing. And Mario also looks a lot... A lot of the characters are more detailed than they were in the original version. Okay. You just made me think of the uh, slightly terrifying um, looking dinosaurs in the original Tomb Raider for some reason. Um, I don't know if anyone here played that game or not, but there's like a level. Oh, I, I remember those. Yeah, yeah. you're just like trying to run away from them with the really And I'm like, Indiana Jones is a girl. Oh, man. And the dinosaurs show up out of nowhere. Yeah, like... I thought it was just tomb hunting here, and now this. So strange. Dinosaurs. Yeah. 
that. Mm -hmm. But I apologize. That was a tangent. (laughs) That's okay. That's what we're here for. I have Um, one last thing about Mario 64. Just that I hope... They didn't mention this, but I hope the frame rate is normal because on the original 64, it was very up and down depending on the how big the level was. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is the draw distance. And this is something that messed me up a lot when I would play 64 compared to the DS version is that there's a lot of pop-in. And if you're ever trying to use the Mario cannons, if you angle it the wrong way, items disappear and you can't see where you're going. And there are also certain jumps in like the rainbow cruise level where it's really hard to see three jumps ahead because stuff pops out or pops in depending on how close or far you are to it. And that's the only major technological thing they need to fix for modern days because it's really frustrating to figure that out on the fly. I don't believe that they're going to fix that. I think it, um, I don't think that they're going to fix that at all. I, I, I know think. that's... I, like that's a little thing that they could do without putting too much effort because i also noticed that the the ui and like the 2d art is already improved like mario's hat has more pixels and there's like a picture of a boo in the merry-go-round level and that boo has more pixels than he did in the original version okay that's what you think oh no no i was just agreeing um but no, I was agreeing with you saying I don't think they're going to fix that. But also, you just made me think of that merry-go-round world, and that scared me as a kid for some odd reason. Tough. It's so bizarre thinking about that scaring me. But um, I don't know. I One last thing about this game. I have a deep-seated affection for this game because it was my first game, pretty much. Um, I was the kid that was expecting a PlayStation 1 and got a Nintendo 64. um didn't play it that much because i was you know a little bitter and then i broke my leg ended up in a body cast and couldn't move for a whole month uh, or not a whole month oh my goodness that would have been amazing i didn't move for three months and then i was in a wheelchair and crutches for almost up to a year combined so i spent a lot of time on this game as a kid and um i don't know if anyone else remembered like this uh oh my goodness it's like a beetle racing game that released on Nintendo 64 that was a little obnoxious and everything was like super bright neon colors. I'm going to have to find the name of that. But I played those two games nonstop. And biggest accomplishment of my childhood was getting on the roof or the roof of the castle at the end. <laughs> but yeah, I, I absolutely adore this game. So I don't know if my opinions are valid here because they could literally hand me out the same exact thing and I would buy it by itself for $60. Ooh, so, okay. yeah. Well, you don't have to wait long. Only 12 more days. Indeed. I'm very yeah. excited, though. Yeah. The next game that was in the trio was uh, Sumar's Sunshine. And man, oh man, I can't wait to play this fucking game. I have an unfortunate sunshine story, which is a couple years ago, I was like, I'm going to do it. I've never been able to get a copy of sunshine. If I liked one down and I put it into my GameCube and after the third level, it crashes and I take it out and I realize the disc was scratched. 
And I tried to get it fixed, and they were like, I'm sorry, you're just going to have to get some store credit and buy something of equal value because we cannot repair this. So I've not been, I've tried to play this game and I've not been able to, so I'm happy to finally get through it because I like the kind of a water jet pack, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I never really, I played a couple levels, but I never really owned the game. So uh, whenever I was, when I was younger, uh, I was always, I would always go to my um, cousin's house because he was the gamer in the family. He had literally almost every console. So uh, when I would come over, he would put me on and he knew I like Mario. So he was like, hey, just play this. And I got fucking lost in this game in a good way. And I, to this day, I haven't played it, like fully played the whole game. But I am excited to fucking play the shit out of this on in 12 days. Very excited. Tessa, what did you think of this announcement? I have never played it. I have no kind of idea of what to expect from it. Um, like, I just heard the words water jetpack, and I'm like, oh. Like, I, I genuinely have no concept of what to expect from this game. I'm really excited to play it, though. I hear a lot of really great things about it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. But, yeah. That's where my knowledge of that ends. <laughs> I cannot hear you if you're talking to me. Oh, yes, I am talking to you. I said, what did you think? Okay, I was like, I'm guessing he's probably saying what did I think. But yeah. I can't tell because I can't hear the first, the last four words. Oh, um, sorry about that. So the way people talk about Mario 64, just because I'm a bit younger than you guys, is the way mm -hmm. I talk about Sunshine. That was one of my first games. Uh, my family had an NES, but the first console I ever got like for myself as like a Christmas present was the uh, GameCube. So that console holds a special place in my heart. I'm super excited to jump back into one of like the games that like shape why I love gaming, why I love Mario and Nintendo, all that kind of stuff. It's such a fun game. It has some, I think, the most creative things Mario's ever done with the flood and everything. Super fun. Super excited. Can't wait. Yeah, neither can I. Um, the last game of the Nintendo Direct was Super Mario Galaxy. And uh, I'm not a fan of Galaxy at all. What did That's you your habanero take of the day. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a fan of Galaxy or Odyssey, but yeah, that's my habanero take of the day. That's your ghost pepper take of the day. <laughs> <laughs> John, what did you think of this? So, Galaxy was the so I remember in 2007 when Galaxy released it was like fresh off of the, all the consoles I've been out for a couple of years and I was that asshole that would be like hey guys the Nintendo Wii's better than the PS3 and 360 cuz it's got Super Mario Galaxy and that is the game of the year 2007 and IGN went you are right John it is the best game of the year general not just the Wii 2007 and I was like I'm right um Oof. But 
I have a this game has a soft spot in my heart because that opening level, that instrumental that plays made me feel like I was five years old and I was a sophomore in high school when I was playing that game. It is just so whimsical and wonderful. It feels like a Disney movie. And then as you're like running around and jumping from planet to planet and spinning around, there was one point where I, one of my proudest moments of the game is where I found a little planet and I just jumped up and I got Mario into a perfect self-sustaining orbit. And I just sat there for like 40 seconds just watching him spin. And I'm like, is he going to touch it? Nope. He's still going. And he, the physics in that game are incredible for the time and how they interact with the gameplay. It is a very well done video game. Yeah, but it's just like too curvy, you know? You know? I mean, it's the beauty of it, the curves. No, I hate the curves so much. I just think it's so cool how it like challenges you using those physics and makes you think about things. There are certain points of the game where you want to attack things forward, and the game is like, stop, skip it back, and it'll go around the world and hit them from the other side. And there's a couple bosses like that where that's what you're supposed to do, and it's so cool. To be sure, uh, I'm sorry, John. I respect your opinions, but I just I can't admit that this is a good game. Tessa, <laughs> what did you think of this? Um, so just in general, I'm questioning the sanity of the group for thinking that you had a hot take with what you said, Ruben, but not with what you said about you know Galaxy being you know the best game. Um. I've played this a few times with an old roommate of mine who used to only enjoy playing it whenever he got really high. Um, <laughs> he, I can see that. His, his idea of a good night was, you know, getting really, really high and sitting there playing it for about two hours straight and just chilling in space and kind of, you know, doing his thing. But um, I did not like this game. When I played it, um, I don't know if I just went in expecting something different. Um, but whenever I started playing it, and I've tried to start playing it a few times, it just, I don't know, it was kind of a weird shift from what I was expecting. And it's interesting because the game I tried after this was Odyssey. Still haven't beaten Odyssey either. And that was an even further shift away from what I was expecting. I didn't like it. I wanted to like it. Like, I really wanted to like it. I thought it was going to be great and just it it wasn't there for me. And, you know, I get that everyone has different tastes. So, you know, everyone's entitled to opinions and some people think it's a fantastic game. And I think that's great for them that they feel that it is a fantastic game and it is enjoyable. But I just I didn't like this game when I tried it. Like the people who think it's a, a fantastic game are just wrong, though, right? <laughs> Again, sorry, John. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I want to explain something further, but I'll wait until after everyone's gone around. Okay. Ryan, what did you think of this announcement? Well, I'm glad there's some other people here who understand Mario Galaxy is the best game of 2007, and that year included Halo 3. Um, you guys are just both wrong. <laughs> I can't hear you guys. Oh. No, John, I need you now. <laughs> I don't know what's 
give me a sec. Let me uh, message him and let him know. Uh, let us know when he's. Can you hear us now? Oh. Something happened on my end without okay. me knowing. I can hear okay, you guys cool. again. All right, cool. Ryan, continue. I was just saying, John, I 100% agree with you. It is the best game of 2007. Uncharted that's came one of the out most... in 2007. Exactly. I'll have yeah, but not Uncharted 2. <laughs> uh, I love Uncharted, but it doesn't get good till 2. We know. Yeah, we all know this. We all know this. Not I mean, true. I have to kind of admit that. It okay, the part that you play doesn't get good until two. I agree. Uh, Uncharted One, Drake's Fortune, it was not that great. It was beautiful. It was it, a great it, experience of a game before two came out, and you just had one. It was amazing. Yeah, and then two came out, <laughs> and then you were like, Frank oh, Miller take. Yeah, it's still amazing. I just, I don't know. You can't. <sighs> Cod for the game that revolutionized shooters came out that year, and I'm still keeping this take. <laughs> well, Call, Call of Duty Modern Warfare made shooters bad. That's the problem. I don't know about that. Never mind. You've not had the hottest take of the evening, Ruben. <laughs> <laughs> I I liked shooters before Call of Duty Modern Warfare, <laughs> and now I only like some shooters that aren't Call of Duty esque. That's my take. Do you want to know the hottest of takes? I think I preferred Heavenly Sword over Galaxy. I have Let that soak in. I'm going to have Let to agree with that. Think in real deep. So, Heavenly Sword was a launch title for the PS3 where you played yep. as a bikini clad warrior with a big sword. Yeah. I see nothing wrong with what you just said. Oh, rather... no, there's nothing wrong. It was Red Sonya the game, but it was I fun. would rather play Skyward Sword on the Wii U <laughs> than play Mario Galaxy. All right? Well, you know what? Jeez. Skyward Sword is actually pretty good. <laughs> Skyward Sword is pretty good, but that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> so, so here's the thing with Galaxy. Here's, here's the reason why there's, like, I think it's not just you guys. I think there is a divide between people who liked 64 and may not have gotten into Galaxy. Galaxy, unlike 64, is much more uh, platforming skill focused. Like, if you, if you are not interested, if you want more from a game than getting to the end of the level, Galaxy is not for you. It is a game where the challenge and the interest is in like being able to navigate gaps, being able to puzzle solve to get to the end of the game. And 64 is a lot like classic Mario, where it has a lot of these little hidden areas you can find out. And every time you go to an area, every time you go back into a level for a new star, it's like switched around slightly. And there's like some areas you can only get to on additional stars. And Galaxy doesn't do that to nearly the same degree. And I think it's just two different styles of game design. And but I can understand why people would prefer one over the other. I'm cool with both. I feel like I don't like Galaxy just again, like I said before, just because of the curves. You know, who needs them? I guess so. You're you're right. I kind of get what you mean. I'm glad you and the flat earthers agree. No curves on planets. I I don't know about that. I like that boss group. There's a planet, and it's got two suction cups on the planet, and you have to climb up on top and then smack it, and then it goes to like the other. That's pretty cool. 
please don't don't ever put me in the group of flat earthers ever again. I believe the <laughs> Earth is round. Okay. I mean, you're saying you don't like curves. Galaxies all like about planets. In a Mario game. I don't like. I I want to give me the Super Mario three level system. You know, where each world has ten parts. It sounds like you're describing a flat Earth. It mm. actually is kind of interesting, though, what you said, because like I remember playing sixty four and loving, like you know, just walking through the worlds, and like I would hit a wall, and I'd realize the wall would ripple, and then you would be able to jump in, and suddenly yeah. you were in this whole other little area, you know, secret slides all over the place, stuff like that, and it just it had so much more going on, I think, in that respect. The other so I thing, agree with you. the the Super Mario Galaxy Observatory gives the illusion of an interactive hard hub world like Mario 64, but it is very much just a lopsided large collection of level rooms, and you can't interact with it. It doesn't have nearly as many secrets or inter interesting interactables like Mario 64, where you have that, like, a regular wall is an entrance to a new level, and you don't know that until you, like, bump into it, and you're like, oh, that's a level, I guess. Or you go into a room and there's a pool on the water and you're like, that, that doesn't look good. And then you fall into it and you're like, that's a level. Cool. They don't do that to nearly the same extent in Galaxy. And I, I can understand people not liking that. I do have to ask Ryan one more question. Um, so whenever you say it's the best game of 2007, this is me just making sure. This is the last game I'm going to ask about. You also realized that Bioshock came out in 2007, right? Oh, 100%. You guys are just wrong. Okay, ah. Bioshock is an amazing game, and I won't stand here with you guys shitting on Bioshock. Bioshock is good. It's no Metroid Prime 3 <laughs> Corruption, and Metroid Prime 3 Corruption is no Super Mario Galaxy. Stop right there, please. Oh, God. All right. And we're just gonna stop here. There's because, two types of Nintendo fans. <laughs> like it just, there's no way. There is no way that you're gonna tell me here that Galaxy was better. Did than you Bioshock. enjoy that Atlas fight? Because that is not a good fight compared to the Galaxy Bowser fight. I will tell you that. You just walk up to him and jab the needle into his heart, and you do that two more times. That is not interesting as bopping on Bowser's head. It's three not times. so much where you the end; story. it's the journey. The yes, story is exactly. so much more interesting than anything that happens in Galaxy. Mario literally loses Princess Peach or whoever the fuck. I, again, I haven't played. <laughs> Bowser you takes his airship and rips the, 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 Prince, the Peach's castle from the earth. Like He chains it and rips it out of the ground. Put it's a like a GPS tracker in Peach, you know? That's it. That's all you got to do. We forgot to and, talk about Rosalina. Rosalina yeah. was introduced in that game, and she's amazing. She's the, I, best, she's the best female Mario character. We all know this. We agree. Well, yeah, I don't know about that. Peach is trash. Oof, no, whoa. I, I'm hey, not getting into hey. that conversation. <laughs> I'm also saying she's better than Pauline yeah, and Daisy. Like, uh... <laughs> um, I have a question for you. Is I've heard some uh, rumors around the uh, Mario Hill that Rosalina is actually the daughter of uh, Princess Peach and Luigi, is this true? So. Oh my. There is a story <laughs> in Mario Galaxy, and people don't realize it because you have to go into a Rosalina room and have her read a storybook every 
10 or so levels and everyone's no- normally like i'd rather jump uh yeah. and play the video game but in that storybook there are vague references to like a plumber in green and a princess and like there's also time loops involved i think um there's a not game explain game theory video about it that makes it seem vaguely credible but also every time the higher up yeah every time the higher ups at nintendo hear that there's a story in a video game they're like no no stop that get your story out of my video games we're just about pushing buttons what you're saying is peach has a type (laughs) yes Oof, I don't. I'm not gonna get into the type of person that Luigi is, but yeah, good for Luigi. You know, <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say. Good for Luigi. And I feel bad for Daisy. That's that's also Aww. what I'm gonna say. Yeah, <laughs> poor Daisy. Um. Okay. Any closing thoughts on this? I think we pretty much covered everything. Um. I think that not adding Galaxy Two is a crime. Oh, Galaxy I'm... 2 doesn't exist anymore. That's it. It's over. I think that's the worst part. It's like right. not they even... Showed, they showed the history. <laughs> Keeping it out of the montage and just being like, no, forget about Galaxy 2. That it doesn't happen. exist. Because Galaxy wasn't 1 a, is Galaxy a trash game. With Yoshi in it. No, it's... If you want to ride Yoshi? With. Never, no, gone. Nintendo was like, guys, we made the best Mario game. It's Mario Galaxy. You don't need the sequel. No, we made the best Mario game. It's Mario Brothers 3. That's it. (laughs) That's it. That's the the Mario game. It's 64. That's it. (laughs) There's nothing that you can top with those two games. You think 64 is better than Odyssey? Is that what I'm I'm telling you? 64 is. is a thousand times better than I will say 100% this. agree with that. Yeah. Odyssey has not stuck around in my brain as much as 64 Galaxy have. I played Odyssey for a good 30 hours and I was just like, I'm done with this. This is just not fun. Like, after I beat 64 and Galaxy, I kept bopping in every couple months just to like do some of the extra side stuff. That you could do because there's like so much optional content in those games, and I barely go back to Odyssey. There's, there's a lot of my biggest issue with Odyssey is there's a couple worlds where they're like, here's a thing, that you here's a level where you look at puzzles and you like draw things. That's it. Here's a level where you fight a dragon. It's a Dark Souls level. You want more of this Dark Souls level? No, that's it. That's there's one boss and that's the entire world, and that's frustrating. It just didn't hold my attention. I would start it and I would play it for maybe an hour. I'd put it down and I wouldn't play it again for like a week, week and a half. And I'd be like, okay, let me let me try and get back into it. Because of course, whenever it came out, all I kept hearing was, oh my God, this game's amazing. It's so perfect. It's everything we wanted from a new Mario game. And I'm like, I have to be missing something. And it's just so oversaturated with everything. And it's just too too repetitive and just too uh yeah odyssey was a letdown it does a frustrating thing where there's like four or five different like major sections in each level and then it's immediately like go to the next one go to the next one yep. and then you beat the bowser section and then the game is like 
every world has a bunch of stuff now. There's so much more things to do. And you're just like, why didn't you have that the whole time? But also, I don't. Like, where the fuck did these bunnies come from? Like, am I supposed <laughs> to know where the fuck they. Where did the Koopalings come from in Mario Brothers 3? Where were they? Mario Brothers 2 or Mario 1. Oh, again, just we're not going to shit on Super Mario Brothers 3, okay? It's not the topic here. Where did Bowser Jr. come from? If, well, and I how does he relate what? to the Koopalings? Princess Peach gets around, that's all I'm going to say. Ryan <laughs> has been rubbing his hands together like the disrespect here. How do I combat it? <laughs> Why do you think every time It is Princess confirmed Peach that Princess Peach does not know how babies work. <laughs> Apparently, uh, why do you think Princess Peach always gets uh, B- Bowser always takes away Princess Peach and then he just has a new child? I mean, you know what? I just remember. Really argue this. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm just making sure everybody agrees. Princess Peach gets around. But there's like two kids in three 3D land that are like also his kids. They're like Bibby and Bobby or something, and they never show up again. And I don't. I don't know what their deal is. They're not Kooplings, nor are they juniors. He no. loses his kids like Mario loses Peach. It just happens, naturally. I usually leave the hot takes to Ruben, but Mario Odyssey is the best Nintendo Switch game out there. It is better than Breath of the Wild, and I stand that. I was just going to say, because people also say Breath of the Wild is a fantastic game, and that's also wrong. You see, that's actual take. I'll agree with you. Yeah. Brother Wild was not good at all. I it's a I just, fun open world. <laughs> when people are like, no, but like all the details, look at the color, if his cheeks changing, whenever it gets cold out, I'm like, I don't care about that. Give me a story I'm more invested in. Oh, look, you can climb in. My anywhere. favorite Zelda is Twilight Princess. It's Twilight quantity Princess over quality, not yeah. quantity over quality, which is what that is. It's just, uh. I think the world yeah. of Breath of the Wild is amazing to run around in. I think it's super fun to do the puzzle things and stuff. The to... fact that I can go from where I start to Calamity Gammon in the same, in, in a one walk line, and I've watched videos of Peter people, people beat him with a stick. I don't know if I like that. It's because it doesn't, it's not good. You know what, my least... also, weapons should never deteriorate. It takes away from the fun of a video game. My least favorite thing about that game is the uh, temples with the tilt puzzles. I don't know what Nintendo oh. was doing whenever they're like, let's make it to where they have to tilt these balls all over that. Like, no, no, get out of here with that. Like, no. They needed something to sell the Switch. I actually think that's why I stopped playing it because that's literally the last type of temple I was in. And I tried it and I was in a weird spot. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to start over. I'm not going to back out. Like, I'm going to do this. And I, I sat there and tried to beat that one puzzle for like two and a half hours. And the ball kept rolling out of the wrong opening in the wrong spot. And then I was just like, you know what? This game ain't worth it. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I hate that aspect of that game. Which brings me to another interesting topic. Will we ever get a Zelda collection like this? Next year, the 35th anniversary of Zelda. Oh, is it? I don't know. Yeah. I'm calling it. Yeah, it came out the year after. We're getting the same. (laughs) You know I love a good bet on this podcast, Ruben. Okay. All right. What what games are going to be in this? I say the first three. Which are what? I say the, I the first three Zeldas. I need you to be specific on this. All right. 
I need to remember the names now. Link. Zelda 1. Zelda 1. Zelda 1. Link 2. Uh, not Link to the Past. Adventure of Link. Uh, Zelda 2. Adventure of Link. And then the third one. I can't think of right now. I don't know Link to the past? Yeah, Link to the past. Those will be the three. You think those are going to be the three? I, I don't know why, because they're all already on the Switch Online. Are they already on the Switch Prime? Oh, it's too yeah, late. Yeah, I, I was looking for them. That's fine. <laughs> I'll take that. Okay. Take this. See uh, a 3D here's, Zelda here's collection. Well, wait. What are the terms if you lose the bet? Well, <laughs> Eric made the terms them. last time. It's he's got to lose a shirt. <laughs> I'm I'm adding something to this though. Okay. That's not going to be the collection. No, no. no I asked be... you what's in the collection. I didn't ask you about anything else. That's going to be the battle royale. Ready for it? You think? All right. I I'll think Nintendo's that. realizing they can make real easy battle royales. I was going to see that for mm-hmm. all franchises now. Okay. Ready for the F Zero battle royale in two years? Never going to happen. <laughs> That's how we get F Zero back. It's going to no. be this F Zero and it's nuts. You're asking for too much. Nintendo wants you to let's temper expectations because you know what we did last time didn't really work um i can see two things happening i can see a zelda n64 collection that's ocarina of time and majora's mask um if nintendo is smart they will be slightly slightly don't expect too much but the 3ds versions tweaked a little bit to work in on tv screens and then i can It'll probably just be individual ones of like the Wind Waker HD, Twilight Princess HD, and then a Skyward Sword HD. Because I can't, as much as I can imagine a really cool box art where it's like the Triforce and like a little bit of Wind Waker's art and then a little bit of the Twilight Princess art and the Skyward Sword on top, they're not going to do that um, because they sold uh, Twilight Princess and Wind Waker for $49.99 and they're going to. Do it again, but with $60. And I can uh, get away with it because those I, are two of the best games ever made. So that's like. Will whoops. I ever have a way to play Spirit Tracks again? That's no, my question. No. <laughs> Not only will you never have that, Nintendo will might wipe everyone's mind that there were ever <laughs> Nintendo DS Zelda games. They don't want anyone to know that happened. That I just happened. wake up one day to a clear box on my on my DS shelf. There was something there at one point. <laughs> um, that actually makes me think of something um, that I don't remember us talking about, but everyone was getting really upset by the $60 price point. And everyone was like, oh, well, you know, Sony gave us Spyro redone for, for you know, and I just... I wish people would realize that Nintendo and PlayStation are two separate companies and therefore they can price their games however the hell they want to. Um, Nothing frustrates me more than whenever someone's trying to talk about what a company should price their own games at because at the end of the day, that's the decision of the company for a reason. Um, You know, Sony might be able to afford to push out a redone classic game for less than Nintendo or, you know, whatever else. Sorry, you made me also, think of that when you were talking about. Also the- oh, yeah, that's uh, fine. That's a good point. Um, 
The the real fact is that Spyro and Crash Bandicoot do not have nearly the amount of recognition or brand strength that Mario does. Mario is like the second or third most profitable media franchise. Like it's literally Pokemon and then Mario. Um Crash and Spyro are nowhere in the top ten, not even the top twenty. Like Mario is above Harry Potter and Star Wars. I think it's just Nintendo. That's what Nintendo does. Again, yeah. they could sell you the same game over and over again at the same price, and you'll still buy it. it was, Nintendo's a cult that I have joined. They know what I want. They know I just want to play Mario, classic Mario games, and I'll pay for them, and they've realized that. It was interesting working um, at GameStop because of that, like seeing how much uh, PS3 game would sell versus like a Nintendo Wii game that, you know, was much older, but somehow the Nintendo Wii game was, you know, $30. And then the PS3 game, which to me was better, would be, you know, 5 or $6 at most. Nintendo and games just don't lose value. Which is weird. It's a strange concept to think about because if they do repackage the same game over and over again and resell you the same game, how do their games just stay at such a high value? I just think that they have <laughs> chosen. They've chosen not to do like every time. Anytime you go to a GameStop right here right now, and you'll still see Odyssey or Breath of the Wild at sixty-five bucks. Yeah. That's not used. My yeah, so. my local Target after the Bayonetta two on Switch came out, they still had one lonely copy of Bayonetta two for the Wii U. It was fifty nine ninety eight dollars. It was on clearance. It was two cents cheaper to get the Wii U version because uh they it was from the original shipment for the Wii U version of uh, Wii U version. They just never sold it and. Like your options, it was right there, like next to the brand new one that was just the Switch version. So, yeah. the Nintendo just doesn't discount stuff, even if it hurts them. I guess that's how they were rate, not race, but like that's corporate policy. I think Nintendo realizes that now that they are no longer, they've after GameCube, they realize they are no longer trying to compete with Sony and Microsoft where they need to have the most cutting-edge graphics, most cutting-edge this, that, the other. They need to make fun games, and that's what they do. They make games that tap into that childhood whimsy you want to play. And they're the only ones who kind of do that. They have that market cornered. They have this, They have nostalgia pushing them, and then they can back up what they do with fantastic gameplay and moments and all that. Nintendo, as much as we say Nintendo will resell us the same game over and over, which they do, Nintendo wants to innovate and put out whatever the next big thing for that character is, they do it. You also have to look at the the fact that so many of Nintendo's games you cannot find a better version of. Like, is there a better 3D platforming series than Mario? No, there isn't. Zelda has been doing it does its thing in such a specific way that the closest things that you can compare it to are like Okami and and some some other recent games and even then like Zelda usually towers over all of them. 
Uh, Pokemon, like, you cannot find a better monster collecting franchise, period. It doesn't exist. Nothing comes close. Uh, that is the thing that Nintendo does, is that they've got the quality to back up these practices, and that uh, that is the unfortunate truth. The closest thing they'll do is in the twilight years of their console, they'll be like, hey, these are their biggest selling titles, they're available for 20 bucks now, and then two years later, they'll be like, here's the Switch. Because that's what they did with the Wii U and the 3DS. Well, the Nintendo the Wii U doesn't exist in their catalog, back catalog. <clears throat> Having oh, yeah. said that, yeah. Um, I'm going to backtrack to the Zelda collection that I think... What what I think will appear in that 3D All-Stars category. I'm going to go with Ocarina of Time... Um, Twilight Princess, and I'm gonna go. Uh, I my heart wants to say a Skyward Sword, but we know that's not gonna happen. Um, I'm gonna say Link to the Past. Those two I could agree with that. I mean, yeah, that makes the most sense. Th- those might be. I I uh, in my opinion, those are their top sellers for the Zelda franchise. My only thing I, with I, that is, you can go. It's fine. They are three very, very distinct eras of Zelda, and that is a cool concept you're coming from, where you have the N64 or the Super Nintendo Zelda, the N64 slash first 3D Zelda. You have Twilight Princess, which is like a darker take on it with like a bunch of like really specific, unique mechanics, uh, unique to like every dungeon. That that isn't that is a smart collection. Nintendo is not always smart. I'm sorry, can I get you to put that down in writing and then sign it? Oh, you can, yeah, I'll sign that any day of the week. <laughs> okay. Uh, if I had to make my actual 3D collection, I'm calling it as it's going to be Twilight Princess and Skyward Sword just because other 3D Zelda games we've gotten have been remastered a shit ton. Like with Mario here, the last time we got 64 is DS. We've never gotten Galaxy or uh, Sunshine since then. I think they're going to go for games that have that demand that you just can't get them. You can still go out to a store and buy the remake of um, Majora and 64 uh, and um, okay. Ocarina of Time on... Um, 3DS at any GameStop at any Target that's still there on the shelf. But again, Nintendo likes to resell their make it the same game over and over again. So if you can get it on the 3DS, great. We got a bunch of suckers on there, me included. I bought all three of those games. Um, why not just put it on the Switch? You got more people on the Switch now than you did with uh, 3DS. Also, I mean. There are plenty of people who just have not invested in it. Like, I will, I've never wanted a 3DS. I'll probably never have a 3DS. Um, but I loved Ocarina of Time. So, I mean, it would just, like, I agree, it would make it so much more accessible to just put it on Switch. The strength of the Switch is that it cuts both ways because I have a friend who prefers to play handheld games for everything she touches. And she never uses a Switch uh, on her TV. She always plays it handheld. And I have friends 
who have never touched portable games. So Fire Emblem on the Switch was their first game because they didn't pay attention to the Wii or the GameCube. That's a different thing. But like certain franchises like Pokemon is seeing a new influx from people who have never bought a Nintendo handheld because they only play console games. And other console games are seeing uh, flushes from people who only play handheld games. And I think the Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask remakes would be perfect on Switch for that reason, for people who only play the mainline console Zeldas to get those experiences again. Think about Majora's Mask. That was not a good game either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the, I I've also heard that the 3DS version has like issues the original didn't. It's like poorly balanced, and some of the fixes they tried to do make it worse. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's pretty much all I got to say about that. <laughs> Um, okay, I think that pretty much wraps up what we have to talk about today. Uh, I think we're, we're mostly excited about Mario's 35th anniversary. Um, <clears throat> those of us that did have issues with whatever uh, Nintendo presented, I think we're still going to buy the games anyway, so... I, I pre-ordered it as soon as I, I... I was going to the gym when the thing dropped, and as soon as I got out, I pre-ordered it. Yeah. So. I was able to get my pre-order in from Best Buy, and just in case, Amazon. You never know. Yeah, I, um, I went to GameStop and did mine. I got uh, one last thing, though, because this has been... Nintendo's been having a pretty slow year. This was the first Direct in, like, year. It's still even a... Base, not even a real direct, it's a theme direct, which they've done before this yeah. year. Was this enough to keep Nintendo in the public mindset for a year of when we'll be getting consoles in the next two months? They're definitely going to get some sales because of that uh, Mario Kart Live stuff. I think people are definitely... I'd say parents with little kids are definitely going to want to get that for their kids. But, oh, wait, we need the Switch. We'll just get the Switch. If they oh, don't wait, have where it. do we find one? Yeah. <laughs> but I think this does put them in... Again, it, they're not going to buy a bunch of them. Like, parents aren't won't buy all... Not all three. But um, two versions of the same thing for Mario Kart Live. But I guarantee you that people who played 64 and now have kids are definitely going to want them to play 64 again just to show them, hey, this is what I grew up with. And there are a lot of people that grew up with that game, I know for a fact. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, that is such a landmark game. Yeah. So I'm sure... There is a... No, go ahead, Joe. There is a local mom and pop store that sells like used games from like all the way at, from the Atari to now, and I cons- when I'm looking around there, I constantly see people that walk in and are like, "This is my kid's birthday. I want an N64." This is like that's where they're starting. Like they go straight to whatever the parent had as a kid, and that's where they're starting, and they pick like your Mario 64. So they're definitely. The question is not whether. 
I'm going. A person is going to be like, hmm, should I should I stick with my Switch or should I get a PS5? That's not the question. The question is, is someone going to walk into Target, see Mario 64 on the shelf, and be like, how can I play this today? And someone show them the Switch. I think it'll introduce it to a new set of people. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Also, uh, John, does this store still have N64s in stock? Yeah. Yeah, they oh. the the they regularly like ref- refurbish stuff and get stuff in uh their Facebook pages is like constantly being like we got an N64 or a Genesis. They never have a Dreamcast. I keep looking for a Dreamcast, but they never have the or they Dream sell out by off. the time I get over there. <laughs> I actually have a question for everyone. Go ahead. Tell How me. do you feel yes. about the controller for the N64? Oh, I love that thing. Okay. Does everyone yeah. love it? Does anyone have any deep-seated hatred of it? The nostalgia <laughs> makes me love it. But <laughs> when I tr- hand it to somebody who's never played on one and try and figure <laughs> out how they're going to hold it is my favorite thing. <laughs> I've seen how people do it on the. Uh, there was a this? meme going around where, yeah, the fucking yeah. holding it with their fingers. No, get the fuck out of here. No, it's a thumb. No, you hold okay. it like a I thumb. remember. <laughs> I remember when I was seven years old and trying to hold the stick with my thumb and stretch my index fingers to the left and right and do a claw thing to hold on each side. And then my cousin was like, no. In Mario Kart, you just need this side. You'll only need one or the other side. You'll never need, you'll never need to hold the D-pad and the stick. And I was like, oh, okay. But my hot take with the N64 controller is that I don't really care about its form anymore. The analog stick on it sucks, and I never want to touch it. I don't want to play N64 games because the N64 stick is so icky for me to touch. And that's not even including the fact that 90% of the time, if I'm at a friend's house, it has like gunk in the bottom. You can see like dirt and crap. Even if it's like freshly clean, like the way it's like attached to the thing, I feel like if I get angry, I'm just going to like push it forward too hard and break it off because it's so cheaply designed. Also Facebook page. John. Oh, I could. Okay. Sorry, Tessa. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. I was just saying, also, I looked up this video game I was talking about with the Beatles, and it's okay. literally called Beetle Adventure Racing. Never heard and of it. And it was a gem of a racing game, I just want to say. But <laughs> it was weird because it, it added, like, elements that you would see in uh, Mario Kart, like the boxes that you smash into, and you get, like, you know, random different weapons of sort to slow down other people. Um, there was this one that would always trip me up where, you know, it would flip the it flipped the entire screen around and you would be driving on the ceiling instead of on the ground. And that's really it, cool. Yeah, it was just like it was really weird. It was, it, it was bizarre, too. I remember like my friends coming over and we'd play it and they'd be like, this is a really weird game. Like it kind of feels like a odd knockoff of Mario Kart. But, you know, it was it was a fun game all around. Or like this was for N64. Uh-huh. It was called Beetle Adventure Racing. God, I love the weird, weird games of the N64. There's so many of them. It was really, really strange. There was like this 
amazing like uh volcano level and like they would have all these different hidden paths and everything that you could i don't know it was just a strange game but i i enjoyed it a lot i spent a lot of time on that game <laughs> so we have one last thing to uh do on this show and uh that's plugs john where can people find you uh, you can find me on my Twitter account at Noisy Shark. That's N O I Z Y Shark. Okay. Tessa, where could people find you? Um, this is actually really fitting for this uh, topic today. Uh, you can get me on Twitter. It's smash underscore bro, spelled B R E A U X. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> get it. Ryan, where could we find uh, you? Find me at RyanTheLion3055 on Twitter for whatever I'm up to. And some hot takes. I don't know about that. I have the hottest takes. Oh, do you think that Galaxy is the best game of 2007 when Mass Effects and Bioshock came out that year? It's a pretty <laughs> hot take. It's insane. You're you're crazy. Oh. Um, Bane's a good villain. <laughs> no, he's not. We've already proven that Bane is a horrible villain. Huh? I love Bane, but not because he's good. Bane is not a. We've discussed this. We're not getting into this. Bane is a horrible character. Cartoon character. He's a comic relief character. That's it. Good cartoon character, but not a great live action character. Uh, Is this where you and Eric initially disagreed on something? I don't know. No, I think it. I don't think it was Eric. I think it was uh, Nick. That okay, has, that, like, that but Aaron backed up the Bane theory. Yeah, like I don't. <laughs> Wait, I just don't... in favor of him being a good villain or a bad villain? Yeah, I I said he was a bad favor. villain, and oh and my Nick goodness, okay. Said... I was like, if Eric said Bane was a bad villain, like I'm gonna have to go make sure he didn't have, you know, he didn't fall victim to the body snatchers or something. Do <laughs> you think Bane is a good villain? <laughs> oh no, I didn't say that, but I okay. feel like right. it would be strange to hear eric say that bane is a terrible <laughs> villain like i would be concerned again to be clear we're just talking about the dark knight trilogy yeah Once no again, i i like bane I in the dark knight trilogy but because he's bad he's funny bad okay. you know what <laughs> i'm mad what they did with talia and I'm, that's all i'm gonna say yeah i am also mad. butchered her sounds like kermit it she did just, sound like her. It did. <laughs> it did. <laughs> <laughs> but that's also oh, how man. Tom Hardy sounded. But um, no. <laughs> oh yeah. It's Tom Hardy though. I can forgive him. Oh no. That... I can't. I, I like a Hispanic Bane. Ever since I was like a kid and watching the animated series, I'm like, oh, Bane's got a Latin accent, and I was expecting that from The Dark Knight Rises, and then he's like, I'm a clown. I'm a I'm going to wrestle you. I hate him. I hate him so much, but I love him. He's so you know, funny, but he's bad. As a female, I just I can't dislike Tom Hardy. He's just very. Oh, nice no, I'm with guy. you on that one. Yes, that's fair. <laughs> Tom Hardy. The reason why I hate Tom Hardy with passion is because he was Bane and no. butchered the role. Yeah. He he ruined it. Bane. Yeah. <laughs> But it, it is. I'm sorry, is. I got y'all to talk about Bane again after you That's said okay. we discussed this. That's all right. That's okay. That's all right. Um, you could follow me on all the social media at Penultimate Conquest, and Twitter is Pen Conquest. Um, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, 
for discussing this with me. I really appreciate it. Even though there were some really, really bad takes in this episode, uh, John and Ryan. But I had fun talking about this. I'm excited for uh, 3D All-Stars. And So yeah. excited. Yeah, very excited. Um, I really appreciate you guys coming on and hope to see you guys soon. Thank you again. See ya. See ya.